This episode of the Raider Take Podcast is brought to you by Rise Collective Salon. Rise Collective is a company brought together by two friends who had a vision of bringing you high-end service with a friendly hometown atmosphere. Whether you're wanting a simple tight fade like Josh Jacobs, stylish cut like Foster Moreau, or something unique to you like Henry Ruggs, Rise Collective Salon has you covered for all your game day cuts. Located at 760 Camino Ramon in Danville, Rise Collective adheres to the highest standards of cleanliness and sanitation, so you can be sure your visit will always be handled with your safety in mind. Visit risecollectivedanville.com to book an appointment with Deanna or Ashley. Once again, the website is risecollectivedanville.com. Rise above the competition. What we do here is go back, 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 back. Jets just shit is basically who they are this year. Welcome, everybody, to the Raider Take Podcast. I am Mike McDonald. With me, as always, is Andy McDonald, and the Raiders have won the Super Bowl. Oh, man. It was uh, it was our Super Bowl of the first five games, for sure. That was a wild one. You could tell how surprised we were based off of the preview episode and, and really where we thought, you know, we had to do as much as we could to even talk ourselves into being in the game. So that was it was exciting. It was uh it was one of those things where you just didn't believe it was going to be over. Mm-hmm. Like you're like, no, there, there's going to be something here. It's yeah. going to be like a fumbled snap, you know, whatever. But where it, does this go wrong? Where does this turn? Exactly. And I'm trying to work myself into being like able to enjoy the wins, you know, mm-hmm. be able to find the good in these things. So very exciting, big, huge win, huge win for the yeah. nation. I mean, it, it, it like coupled with that and the Niners getting boat raced by the Dolphins. Yeah. It's just <laughs> the whole the whole synergy and force of the Raider Nation just came at one, and so um, a lot of no, euphoria was, at one point. Yes, absolutely. So it was a it was a good game. It was a great day. You know, definitely started out. We'll 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 talk about a little bit more of our reactions and you know, kind of a recap on both sides. But it uh, didn't start super hot, but you know, we we regrouped and we battled, and that's mm-hmm. kind of the team that we wanted to see. See how they could adjust and adapt, but. No, really excited, man. How how did you how did you take it? How was your day? Oh man, it so like you said, it's one of those things where you're just like waiting for something to go wrong, waiting for it to happen. Like you go out with your friends, you're drinking. There's always one point where the night turns, and it either turns for better or it turns for worse. Correct. And as Raider fans, especially in close games that we're maybe not supposed to win, things usually turn for the worst. So yeah. to get that little change of direction was fantastic. It was stress eating a lot of Taco Bell. Yeah. What about you? Well. No, I mean, I, I I now know that you can't eat anything else during a Raider game besides Taco Bell and no, your exact chance. order that, <laughs> yeah. you, that you had. But but no, it's good. We'll, we'll get into it. Um, but I'll, I'll kind of kick it off here just kind of with what, what it's looking like today. So we'll start, as always, in our recap episodes, our mortal lock of the week. It's Monday night. Micah's game just ended. He'll touch on he'll touch on how that went for him. Um, just a recap of the standings. I'm three and two. No, I am two and two. Mm-hmm. You are three and one. I was foreshadowing a little bit. Spoiler alert. So we'll get the mortal locks going. Um, we'll jump into the recap. Michael will um, touch on our offense versus Chiefs defense. As we did in the breakdown, I'll, I'll hit on the Raiders defense versus Chiefs offense. Break that down a little bit. Um, we'll close it out with a turning point of the game, really a specific play that will break down both of us, um, two different plays that we thought was really 
really big for the momentum and kind of where it ships into a Raiders dub and uh, Arrowhead. So we will um, we'll give it over to you. Um, you are you were three and one. You had the Chiefs or sorry, ooh, mm. Chargers plus seven and a half on the road. New Orleans Superdome Monday night just ended. How'd you do? So as we speak, like you said, the game just ended, and boy did I cover. That was quite the interesting game. Herbert went out, was dealing through four touchdowns. Looked like the Saints were struggling for a minute, and the first half they were they were down, I think twenty to three at one point. It was uh, looking all bad. I mean, great for my coverage, but you know, it was looking all bad for the Saints. What they ended up coming back. What ended up happening, which thankfully you spoken into existence. Was that the Saints won? They ended up winning thirty to twenty-seven in overtime, last-minute field goal, and uh, we got the cover and we got the loss for the Chargers. Got the two-for-one special. Couldn't be happier. Just like we drew it up, we got a Chargers L, and you you trudged on with another mortal lock of the week. You took a step back last week. You made up for it. Bold move, Cotton, and it definitely paid off for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so good stuff. So that that puts you at four and one. And and for me, I took the the Cardinals minus seven. Going to the uh, the land of the J E T S Jets Jets shit Jets Jets shit is basically who they are this year. Cardinals go out there end up winning thirty to ten. It was like a weird game. It was kind of like close but not close. And I think it was like kind of close with where my comfortability level was at. You know, it was like seventeen to three. There's a chance they do like that backdoor push. Um, so I wasn't feeling great about that. They match each other. It ends up being a twenty four to ten. I'm still kind of worried a little bit, but. That's all the Jets had for him. Cardinals end up putting a 30 burger on him, 30 to 10. Finally came alive. Um, felt great about it. You know, felt felt good to not, you know, go into the the waking last minutes of a game and, and trying to wonder whether I'm gonna hit this or not. But it worked out. They covered for me. I'm back over 500. Actually, was never over 500. I was zero, I was 0 and 0, and then I was 0 and 2. But that's three straight. That's yeah. three straight for me. And and if you if you don't feel the pressure now, you'll you'll feel it as we get closer. But yeah, I'm working um, on I'm working on keeping my head above water right now. Just <laughs> got to go one week at a time. But you're right underneath me right there. One coming, week coming at a time. Me. Yeah, and we'll figure out. Um, I think it would be good to put some skin on this a little bit. You know, put yeah. some kind of bet for the end of the year where we'll see how our mortal locks um, shake up, and maybe we'll get the listeners to put put together something if I win or if you win. You know, what the other person either either gets or has to do or we'll get a good wager going yeah i like that um so 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 funny sorry funny side note thing so when you're explaining like why you're picking this for your mortal locks your first point was joe flacco like that's that's it uh ironically enough uh, and i didn't want to bring it up at the time on the pod throw a little damper be opposite of where you're you're at on there but Mm -hmm. at work one of my employees shelby we were making bets on we do bets for pickums for all the games this week was the first week we did bets on the spread. So we were picking mm. which side of the spread we wanted to do. I chose the Jets to cover. And my sole reason was Joe Flacco. Because wow. the jury's still out on if he's a lead or not. And this was the, the perfect redemption story on elite Joe Flacco making his way back to the top. Yeah, it, it didn't happen, but, you know. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that, <laughs> to be perfectly honest, you know. You know, I was, I was feeling very convicted. I'm glad I didn't know this before. Yeah. Um, or else that would have been... You know, it would it would have shocked shocked me a little yeah. bit. I might have might have gone a different way, but might but have been I'm more heated you, than the nacho situation. I don't think so. I don't think uh, anything can top that. Um, <laughs> but no, I'm glad uh, I'm glad I covered there. I'm glad I'm back. 
think the listeners are finally back in my corner a little bit, but you know, good stuff for us. We'll do another mortal lock. Um, Raiders got a bye week this week coming up um, for anyone that doesn't know. So we'll, we'll focus a little bit more Thursday with some NFL stuff. We'll get some listener stuff going. Um, hopefully it'd be a fun episode, but well, let's get into the game then. Big dub Raiders go into town into Arrowhead. Haven't won since 2012. Um, end up pulling out the upset, you know, like we mentioned, 13 point dogs, suck it, Vegas guys don't know how to pick games, but you know, we handle business. So what did you see from the Raiders offense against that Chiefs defense? Well, like stated earlier, big surprise in what we saw the whole game and the outcome of the game. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to run through a couple things. I'm going to ask you what these things have in common. Okay. Josh Jacobs need to get going early. Mm -hmm. We can't rely on our passing game especially if they get out to an early lead. We have to rely on the running game to win, and the late Raiders will lose in a shootout. What do all those things have in common? They uh, were all things that I was wrong about. And <laughs> damn it, it feels good to be wrong. <laughs> um, hold on. Um, before you get into this, I just okay. have to tell you that we, we kind of went on a tangent last week about the, your prediction where you said Chiefs 40 to 34, and we talked about how crazy amount of points that was. It was Raiders 40 to 32. Yeah. Like, that was as close of a prediction, obviously flip flop teams, but yeah. you were so spot on with that. I just had to make a note of it. Cause well, well, that's two weeks in a row that we were both like, you had the, the 30 to 24, it was 30, 23. Right. And I had the inverse that almost hit, but yeah, anyway, sorry, get back to your preview. Are you yeah. So, there? so I, my point is, is I was wrong about a lot of things and I feel great about being wrong. I am perfectly fine with being wrong about all that. Yeah, essentially, um, Jacobs ended up having a pretty good game, uh, but he did did take a little bit for him to get going for the most part. We kind of saw uh, Booker getting a lot of action too. It almost seemed like anytime he was in there, he was getting the good three, four, five, six yards. And then, you know, Jacobs was getting stuffed at the line or getting one or two yards, you know. He ended up having a good game, 23 carries, 77 yards, and he got two touchdowns in at the end of the game, which big-time touchdowns, you know, one of them coming off of a, Jeff Heath interception that took it down to the two yard line uh, and he punched it in. So, but yeah, it was, it was really fantastic to to see Carr come out and, and just absolutely throw it all over the place. Cause like I stated earlier, they have a great pass defense, bad run defense, figured that was what we had to attack and not attack to be able to have success. And Carr went out there and just had probably the best game of his career and not necessarily stats wise, but you look at the situation of him going into Arrowhead, how bad he's played at Arrowhead, you know, going in against a rival and basically trying to write the ship on on the narrative of him playing on the road in Kansas City. So uh, I don't think he could have done anything more to absolutely quiet the haters and show that, you know, this is this is a different team. He's finally got some weapons around him. Look what he can do to do so. So had a fantastic game out of car. He's 22 for 31 for 347 yards, three touchdowns and one pick. The great thing about it was that he threw that pick early and then he didn't let it rattle him. He kind of was able to push it off to the side and, you know, stay focused on everything and and really go out there and just slang the ball, man. And I'll tell you what, if if the game against uh, the Patriots and the Bills didn't make you miss Henry Ruggs, this game sure made you miss, you know, realize how much he was missed. He went off. He had, uh, I believe, two catches for 118 yards uh, and one touchdown. He had that huge, ridiculous catch that he just went over the top of the defender, caught it off of his helmet, which was like, which was a big play at that point. I think it might have been a third down, and it looked like Carr underthrew him. He went up and got it, and it was pretty fantastic. And then, you know, ended up getting 
72 yard touchdown and getting in the end zone for the first time. So I, don't know, I was just really surprised at how everything panned out. You know, they played relatively clean, you know, was just able to, when the run game wasn't there early, they were able to kind of throw the ball, spread the ball around, get it to Waller, Aguilar, Renfro, uh, obviously rugs. And yeah, it was just fantastic game. Didn't see that coming. Was happy that, you know, everything happened the way it happened. And we walked out of there somehow with a victory. So couldn't be a better Monday. Dude, I know victory Monday. There's nothing like it. No, I, I think you nailed it, dude. It was, it was a, it was such a good game the way that they, they battled back. Um, Carr stepped up, you know, like, like you mentioned, rugs makes our offense so different and dynamic. Jacobs was efficient and he was big when it mattered. He was big on the goal line. When he jumped over on that second touchdown, he was big on the last drive where we needed those tough yards to run out the clock, which we eventually converted that, excuse me, that fourth and one that ended up icing it. Um, so, yeah, and I think it's, it's, it's okay. You know, put your hand up again, myself. I was, I was, uh, I was rattled after the bills game. I was very critical of Carr. I don't, I don't take back what I said about him. I, cause I, I still believe all those things. Um, yeah. Agreed. But, but really where, what it came down to is I was like, you got to cut it loose, dude. You just got to be able to play. And I'm good with a pick because you're being aggressive. Like I'm mm-hmm. good with us taking shots down the field, but it just seemed like, I'm like, man, you got to step up. And when, when they're shutting down a certain area of our game, we have to be able to rely on you. And that's, that's what he did. And so, um, I'm a little stubborn, so I'm going to say I'm not going to take back everything that I said, but I do. I'm happy that he proved proved me wrong in, in those in those tough games, and it's not even like the big games. It's like you mentioned when we're down early and being able to rise to the occasion. So I don't know. I, I think I think it was it was great to see the offense. There's such a or we have so many dynamic parts to the offense that it was cool. So um, yeah, and I will we'll, say too, that for all the things that I did get wrong, I can say not to brag, but I called it. Mm. put out a tweet on Twitter said the biggest thing that Carr can do to turn down the volume of anti-car Twitter is having a big game in Kansas city plus a win. He's got to throw for 300 plus yards, two plus touchdowns with less than 35 attempts. It'll go a long way in turning doubtful heads because getting aggressive and gunslinging it is not his bread and butter. So, and that was, sorry, that was 300 yards, two touchdowns, 300 plus 300 plus yards, two plus touchdowns with less than 35 attempts. And he had I mean, 33, 31, I mean, 33, something like 31, that. 31, yeah, 31. So, and who was that? Who went at you? Uh, just some, someone random on Twitter. I was replying to someone that I follow that covers the Raiders. And then there's actually another Raider fan that um, said, you know, oh, that's all it's going to take. You know, and I replied back and he was like, haha, see you on Sunday. And I'll put it out here right now too. Just another notch that's putting B Bauer up the line on Raider Take Podcast Listener of the Year. He went out. I don't even know if the game had ended yet before he was throwing eyeballs at at a reply to my uh, to the guy's tweet about C on Monday. And before I could even get to it, the guy the guy replied back saying like, uh, "I'm happy to say that I was wrong." But I didn't even get a chance to get to it before B no. Bauer jumped all on top of it. So. That's right. That's why we got the homies, dude. Yeah. We got the homies in our in our corner, and they're getting after yeah. the the haters. So I got my back on the Twitter streets. So no, it is it is uh it is nice to see someone own it like that guy too, saying he was wrong. Obviously, he's a Raider fan, so he'd rather be wrong. Um, mm-hmm. So cool. Well, well, you nailed it there. I think a lot of what you said on the preview, what you know, the matchups where we really can take advantage. I think a lot of those things kind of boded well for us and ended up coming true. So really great, great day for the offense. Didn't feel great about winning in a shootout like you, like you mentioned, but here we are. So so I'll get into then the Raiders D against Chiefs offense, which 
like I mentioned, was the biggest, <laughs> the, the biggest matchup problem for us is the biggest disadvantage of the game was Raiders defense against Chargers offense for very good reasons. Chargers very, or Chargers Chiefs are very explosive, you know, and the Raiders have struggled this year in the last four, the first four games. So, you know, it didn't, it didn't start off very well. <laughs> um, Chiefs got the ball. We actually, you know, forced a punt on that drive, but there was that 70 yard bomb to Tyreek Hill oh that got called back for offensive holding. They threw um, that and I but, was like, this is how the game's going to go. Really? Yeah. It was, I was like, okay, there, here we go. Let's do this thing. Um, so that happened that that would kind of work down in our favor. They ended up punting. We go down, um, kick a field goal, but then, you know, really it was the next three drives was, was worrisome. It was all, you know, those three drives were, it was just easy money. It was, they, they took whatever they wanted they ran Clyde Edwards Alaire. You could tell our defense is playing soft to respect the pass, and he would gash us for six, seven, eight yards. So those first three drives they scored, or, or sorry, the second, third, and fourth drive they scored touchdowns. But it was just they were they were doing whatever they wanted. They could move the ball, they could they could throw it, they could run it, they could run stupid reverses, Tyree Kill. They they kind of got whatever they wanted out of us in the very beginning. That's what I was like, okay, well, this isn't good because it's fourteen to three, or it was sorry, it was seven to three. DC throws that pick in our kind of on our side of the 50 yard line, which ended up being a good, a good read on the safety. He dropped into coverage, not the same play that the uh, honey badger from last year, but that was DC's last pick. The last pick he threw was last year in mm-hmm. December in Kansas city. So it's ironic, but so you're just like, Oh, here we go. So they go down March, they score 14 to three. And you're just like, what the hell, you know, but like you mentioned, the Raiders answered, um, but really where, where I, I want to, kind of focus on as more so as, as the defense and kind of how they adjusted. So they got off to a rough start. Um, the chiefs removed the ball at will, but really from there, we, we sent a couple blitzes early. We tried to, um, to dial it up. Like everyone says, try to dial up some blitzes and get some pressure on Mahomes. But the dude loves it when you blitz him because he can move and he can, <clears throat> he can escape and he can identify, you know, either double moves or, or routes that turn into something just based off of what he creates um, and that's usually where he kills. So he killed us in the beginning with that. And the Raiders just, they adjusted. And so they're like, no, we're just going to, we're going to go straight back into zone. We're just going to rush four or five and we're going to try to get, get home. So, you know, I think when you look at the stats, we had three sacks total, um, which is great. You know, it's more than um, we've had in a lot of games, but really it was the pressures. It's like, we were getting home with Clee Farrell, with Max Crosby, Arden Key, there's a lot of guys that just got, you know, inside pressure, outside pressure that made Mahomes get off of his, off of his rhythm. Right. It made him get off of his spot. And, you know, as much as like, I, like we mentioned, like he is that backyard quarterback where you can just kind of throw the ball over the yard, but it, it is a timing system. Any system is like that. And especially the Andy Reid system. So you could just tell like he was, he was off. Right. And so he was, he would hit one read. And then once he got flushed, his eyes were going everywhere. And then we, you know, credit to us, you know, especially being in the zone, you stayed, they stayed true to their zone. They stayed true to their, their areas that they needed to cover and, and stay disciplined in that sense, which took communication, which took, you know, not breaking down when the play breaks down because of that, he wasn't able to make those wow throws. He still made some damn good throws. He still threw for over 300 yards, but it was, you know, once again, a lot of it was on the front end. And then once they got behind a little bit, he started attacking, but but I, I'm just proud of the defense, man, that they stepped up. I think, you know, we, we kind of tightened up on the run. Um, we were able to get comfortable in, in the type of game that we were playing. And once again, you look at 40 to 32 and it looks like that no defense has showed up, but man, you could just, you could tell, you could tell the Raiders made adjustments, especially in the second half yeah. uh, where we get off the ball or get off the field on third down. Like there's so many different things that 
that we just kind of clamped down on. And it, and it reminded me of the, the Saints game where the Saints got off to that hot start and it took a couple big drives by the offense for the Raiders to, to get kind of back in the game and the defense clamped down from there, you know? So, but I'm, I'm, it's, it's a, a Raiders defense, especially that I'm not used to where they can, they can make adjustments. They can be like, where do we got to move and shake, you know? And, and I'd credit Paul Gunther in that sense. I haven't been his biggest advocate by any means, but you know, I think we're able to do that with such a banged up D line. LaMarcus Joyner left the game early. He did come back, but throw in a Meek Robertson, throw in Isaiah Johnson, like, you know, like you had talked about, you know, really it was just, it was something that they, they were able to adapt and adjust. And it was, it was huge for us. It was huge for us to keep us in the game, um, to get some big stops. You know, we got our, we got a pick towards the end, um, which was critical on fourth and seven. So I don't know, man, it was, it was awesome to see. It was awesome to see them make the adjustments and then really step up, you know, it, like we talked about the recipe for success here is not, you know, we're not going to have a top five defense by any means. Right. But can you get stops when you need to, can you limit the bleeding a little bit um, and allow the offense to get back on track? And when the offense can have those sustainable drives, have those, you know, five, six, seven minute drives, 10 plus plays, you can get the defense rested and then we can kind of, we can get back out there and get out to the quarterback. So it was impressive. Um, really proud of that, proud of that group. Um, you know, we saw some people flash like, who we didn't know that, you know, we're a little, I was a little down on Corey Littleton. He had a pretty big game. Nick Kwiatkowski blew this dude up in the next, next year. But there was just some things where you could tell they stepped up and they're playing with a little bit of swag. Once they, once they kind of felt like they're back in the game, they got, they got their mojo going. So, you know, really great for the Raiders. I'm really happy about that, but you know, we got to keep rolling here. We got a good, a good week off where we can hopefully get rested. Malik Collins needs to get healthy. Hopefully we can get Damon Arnett back off IR, but. Um, I think it's a young group. I still there's I think there's question marks on the D line, mostly just, you know, being able to, to get constant pressure and get the quarterback down and take the pressure off of our our secondary for, you know, we don't want those six, seven, eight second plays where they have all the time in the world to to throw the ball downfield. So it was, I think at all three levels, they showed up well. You're still gonna get hit with the you know, one or two Tyree Kill plays with the Kelsey over the middle. He's just impossible to stop. Yeah. Um, but they they held their own and, and really stepped up. Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree with all that. It, it was phenomenal. You know, like you said, the first half of the game, you're, you're like, all right, well, you know, we're, we're keeping up with them, but the defense isn't, you know, doing what we're needing to do, but you look at it and they only gave up eight points in the second half. And that was the last, you know, points that, sorry, that the Chiefs scored towards the end when they were, you know, right. down 16, having to get a touchdown and get a two point conversion. So yeah, they really stepped up. Like you said, they got, that was the biggest thing too, getting pressure. You know, we talked about how, Mo Hurst was out. Collins was banged up. You know, we're promoting people from the practice squad. You're like, our D tackle, you know, depth is is bad right now. You know, how's the D line going to do? Like you said, Max, Clee, really getting after it. We saw, you know, Arden Key really get in the backfield a few times too. He had he had one play where he just barely missed uh, Edwards Alaire, I believe, uh, on one thing would have had him in the backfield. And of course, he got a big game off of it. But you know, you kind of you're kind of seeing him kind of go off this this year a little bit too, and and seeing more of him that we kind of had hoped we'd been seeing over the last three years or so. But yeah, we basically, I mean, we got pressure this time, you know, they got, they got quarterback pressure, got a few sacks, but the fact that Mahomes was running more often than he wasn't, and you know, he can obviously make any throw whatsoever, but you have some throws where he's just a little off and he airmails the guy and, you know, we get off the field on um, after a third down. So yeah, it was. Yeah. And the best quarterbacks aren't, yeah. The best quarterbacks aren't really going to get, sacked a lot right they'll still yeah. get the ball off they'll still be able to make it work but um that's why the stats don't tell the whole the whole story right three sacks is good but there's been 
games where we haven't had a sack or only had one sack, but we've gotten hits on the quarterback. We've gotten pressures up the middle and getting them off track from what their rhythm is schematically is, is really the idea. So I could give two shits about sacks necessarily, yeah. but it, it is important, but it's not the most important thing is, you know, How we can stay home. We can contain exactly what's the effectiveness of the, of the rush. So, um, and like you mentioned, you know, you, you saw Arden keep up a couple of times. It's good to have him as rotational depth. So some things are panning out. This defense is trending in the right direction. We just got to keep it up, get some folks healthy and, and we'll, we'll continue to, to, to get out there and we'll continue to try to, you know, be, be as tough. Like, like I mentioned, they're not going to be the best defense in the league, but they can be very effective. They can make some plays when we need it. Um, and I, they definitely did that this week. So cool. Good stuff there. Good game. Um, now, you know, we do want to break down just two plays, one on your end, one on my end, uh, just for you, good turning point, some momentum, whatever it was. So um, what do you got for our turning point play of the game? Yeah. So for me, um, I was kind of torn between two different plays. I think that the play that I went with, it was a great play. It was, you know, in the moment, like a, like we're talking about, something potentially game-changing. It also does fall in place with my fullback love that I've been having lately. And That's right. That's right. for me, the play I chose was uh, we were, it was third quarter, uh, right about five minutes left. We had just stopped the Chiefs. They punted, it's still 24-24. We got the ball. Third and two, we run, a, we're in double tights. Um, we do a little punch fake to the left to Jacobs, run the John Gruden special, the spider two Y banana. And you got Waller coming across from the right side. You got Alec Ingold in the flats, dumps off to Ingold. And as soon as he catches the ball and sees that defender in sight, holy crap, did he run him over? And he lowered his head, blew the dude up. Dude's helmet went flying. He got a hand down, kind of projected himself and just barely got that first down. In that moment where it's towards the end of the third quarter, we get a stop and then to be able to get that momentum of just getting that first down when it looked like it was kind of getting stalemated also was fantastic. I think the best part about that play was seeing him pop right back up and just flex down while he was stomping down the sideline, just how pumped he was for what he just did. And I feel like I was dang near right there with him when I saw that too. So that was, uh, that was my turning point just because of it's one of those things where, in the second half, towards the end of the third, you see that they're still, you know, making things happen to get these first downs on, you know, on third and short. And they're keeping these drives alive. They're not, you know, fizzling out and stuff like that. So I think even though that was, you know, at a point, score is still tied, still got a whole nother quarter to go. Getting that first down goes a long way. I think we ended up scoring that drive as well, which obviously that goes into helping with that. But yeah, for me, it was just that play because of, how raw it was, how awesome it was that that he just kind of had that second effort. And it seemed like that was a lot what helped us out in a lot of different situations was just the second effort by the ball carrier, just getting that extra yard, that first down. And uh yeah, that was my play. Oh yeah. No, that that was big time. And that um that ended up leading to a scoring drive for us. So um it ended up where we got down there and um, you know, we punched it in. It was 24 24 is a big, big play of the game. So um, I love that. Love the pullback love that you consistently bring week in and week out. So, um, no, that's big time. Um, so my play I picked, um, so it was, so you're in the second quarter. It was late in the second quarter before the half. Um, we did get the ball back in the second half. Um, so we kicked off to start the game third and two, 21, 17. So the, and, and really they're trying to get some, you know, they're trying to convert, they're trying to keep this thing going. 
but this is where I, I feel like the Raiders often shifted and you could tell they took some shots early. Um, we talked about the incorporation of Henry Ruggs and how big he was. Um, so had to give my dude, my dude, a little bit of love here on cars, on cars, bomb to Henry Ruggs. So third and two, 21, 17, second quarter, we're, um, we're trotting down the field a little bit, want to get a score before halftime. So, you know, with, you know, short down and distance, you know, Raiders MO, we could pound it or we could either pound the rock or we can get into some short passing game. Like you mentioned with the Ingle play, we could get Waller, whatever. Right. So that's kind of the thing. But because of that, the chiefs were like, we're just going to eliminate that altogether. So they played this cover one, look across. Um, they ended up sending five guys total. Um, they had a safety over the middle playing, you know, safety, but he or obviously playing safety, playing in the middle of the field, but he was playing relatively shallow. So he was only five to seven yards deep. So we had rugs in the slot and they brought the pressure car, got him to play, but you had Henry rugs in the right slot runs his deep post. And the second that, you know, car gets the snap, he takes a look, he sees how shallow the safety is. He knew he had it. So if you look at the, when you watch the, the tape, you could see that when he releases the ball, it was rugs was kind of running with him. Right. So rugs had made up the ground on the safety and Carr threw it right then when really the safety probably had a yard on him. The reason he threw it is because Henry Ruggs is stupid dummy fast. Stupid so dummy he fast. just launched it, put some great arc on it, um, got it there deep to where he could, you know, Ruggs could separate, but it was just such a big play um, because, you know, we, we came off of, you know, scoring to make it 21, 17. we got to stop on defense to force a punt. And then we take a shot right before, right before half. And, and this is where it's like, well, in my, you know, I mean, there's a bunch of plays that we, and we talked about it. We probably had four or five plays that we could probably pick, the, but I thought it was such a big, a big play. And it was such a, it went against what our, our natural kind of dink and dunk. You know, let's just move the sticks a little bit. Um, we took a shot. We saw, we got the read that we looked for. Carr did not hesitate, especially on third down where some, you know, traditionally does. He wants to play conservative, but he saw the look. He trusted it, trusted rugs, took a shot. It was big, big for the Mo. Uh, big to get rugs out there. We kind of showed showed them what our Tyreek Hill is on our team, you know. So mm-hmm. I thought it was awesome. Um, I thought it was great how, how aggressive they stayed. It's a little risky in that situation, but it's the only way you can really keep up with the Chiefs and put put the pressure on them. So big play there. Um, like you mentioned, rugs had two catches over 100 yards, over a buck ten. Um, so he's very dynamic. You know, very he's a big threat, very flashy in that sense. But you know, he, there was even that play with Aguilar where we motioned rugs across this is the series before where we scored we took the shot to aguilar but just the zoom motion from rugs that threat of the jet sweep or that kind of touch pass really kept the defense tight and that's when we hit aguilar deep so he's just he's a big part of our offense you know i'm really hoping he stays healthy obviously not on wood there but um, big play in the game carmet threw a great ball when he was getting hit so i thought it swung swung the momentum a little bit and we got back in got back in this game and took the lead for that um and I, I'm just I'm excited to keep taking those shots. I'm excited to keep being aggressive and, and the team, you know, we didn't have much to lose, but yeah, right. you know, it was, it was one of those things where you could tell they the Raiders are starting to believe in themselves and starting to adapt in their ways, which was pretty cool to see. Yeah. And uh, with the plays that we talked about, you know, watching the game, some of the biggest plays that we had came on third down, you know, where they were taking shots or they were just making, you know, making plays happen. They were, the line was, you know, picking up what they needed to pick up or, you know, making gaps for the running backs and, and, you know, just everybody was just doing their job. And that was such a difference maker. You know, it's obvious, you know, you say, Oh, you get a first down on third down, but it seems like some of the biggest plays we had in the game were on third downs, whether it was third and short, third and long, whatever it was, it was, they just, they nutted up and they got it done. That's right. 
it's not cutting time. It's not That's cutting what time, is. and they did it. <laughs> no, but I mean, it was it was a big shot. You know, we had that third and two, but like you mentioned, we had an early third and ten where we took a shot deep to Rugs on the right sideline. We had the third and eighteen with Renfro yeah. over the middle, um, and then the Aguilar play was third down as well. So they, um, you know, they they got you know they got aggressive. They stayed aggressive, and and like you said, it's it's a little different than what we're used to on third down, but they, you know, they started aggressive, they stayed aggressive and, and it really benefited them. So hats off, hats off to that, the offense side of the ball. And obviously the defense showed up as well. Yeah. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. When we say they're going to have to play a perfect game to win and they go out there and damn near play a perfect game outside of Daniel Carlson stressing me the heck out by missing that extra point. You're like, that, that was almost where I'm like, oh, that, there it is. That's the turning point. Yeah, there, that's we're the just, difference. In the yeah, <laughs> that's going to be it. You know, we're feeling good, riding high. Yeah. And then he just happened to make an extra point. And now yeah. it's six. And I'm like, we're going to lose by one. I just walked away and said, well, that was yeah. fun. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's going to happen next. But, yeah. Um, oh, uh, he came up He came up big for us down, down the stretch. But Definitely. Carlson, that dude freaks me out. He I does. don't know whether I like him or hate him, but. I have no reason to hate him, but yeah. he, he just scares me. He just scares me. So I'm like, I'm just going to stay away from you. He does. And then you look at the stat and it's like, he's hit 15 straight. And it's like, yeah, but you only remember the ones that they miss. So. Well, yeah, if we lost the game 31 to 30, I would have never liked him again. So yeah, I don't care if he makes 87 <laughs> straight after that. I'd be pissed <laughs> that he was still on our team for 87 more. Plays. <laughs> Anyways, I digress on my kicker, my kicker ratings here. We'll take it, man. We'll take yeah. the job. Definitely Perfect right it. before bye, get healthy. And then we got the uh got the Bucks coming in town. Old Tampa Brady. Yeah, on the, the Tampa, Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. Yeah, that's right. Those guys are coming in town. Big Sunday night showdown. Not so it'd be the 25th of October. 25th of October showdown with, with Tampa Bay Bucks. So what do we got going? We got a we got another uh, got another pod coming out this week, yeah. Yeah, so we are going to Get another pod coming out per usual. Uh, look for it Friday. We are going to, you know, try to find some interesting things to fill the pod for the bye week. Get some good listener content, you know, get some good overall NFL content and just kind of, you know, touch on some stuff outside of the uh, the realm of the Raiders since we, we got a little wiggle time, wiggle room for yeah, just getting after some NFL banter, so. No, yeah, you guys get one week of us not just completely focused on the Raiders. So it'll only be, you know, 78% Raiders on, yeah. on Thursday, but we'll get some NFL content in. And, you know, it's good to talk about the league, obviously, just to see where we're at and, and what it's looking up and shaping up to be with the craziness of COVID, with the craziness of the Thursday or a Tuesday game yeah. tomorrow, 3 yeah. p.m. Fantastic. So, hope you don't plan on doing anything after three o'clock because we got some football going. But. Yeah. But good stuff, man. Big yeah. dub. Raider Nation, stand up, at least for the next week and a half. We got the Bucks coming into town. We'll get it going. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, as always, we appreciate all the love. Go follow us on Twitter, at Take Raider. DM us. Let us, got any questions? File out some questions. You know, we can get some, we can get a heavy question pod this week if, if y'all want to submit some good stuff. Like always, subscribe, rate, review on Apple. Listen to us anywhere you can. You listen to your podcasts and yeah, just keep supporting us. Keep showing us some love and we'll keep bringing what we bring, whether that's good or bad. So that's right. And remember, subscribe, unsubscribe, resubscribe. Yeah, exactly. Keep the ticker going. Leave us a five-star review, even if it's a bad review. Just still yeah, give us five, five stars. stars. Yeah. yeah, you can tell. Say how much you hate hate the way I talk. I'm good with that. 
tell us how much money Andy's lost you so far in the mortal locks and that, yeah we'll, as long as it's a five-star review as long as it's a we'll five-star review question. yeah if it's four i'll just I'll, i will i'll disregard we will disregard what i'll say to that i'll say hey Good reader, stuff, man disregard yeah sorry about that reader disregard your previous statement as it is not five stars as we continue to call them readers and not listeners Hey, you, you said it. I know. I, I, know. I know. It was like a yawn. Yeah, I, it was just contagious. I said it. I said it, and you rolled with it. I think we're just gonna. I'm just gonna call them readers for the yeah. forever. Just gonna not ever feel bad again because it's just yeah. second nature we, for some reason. We might just make it to satire and just just make fun of it and but act like it's serious. So we'll see. Yeah. But good stuff, man. Big dub. I'm excited for the next pod. We'll get some good things rolling out here and get some extra content for y'all. Thank you for listening and reading as always. We'll catch you soon. Yeah, sounds good. See y'all. See y'all soon. All right.